Hello, I'm Constance. Welcome to the Audio Guide, a new arts and culture podcast dedicated to give a voice to the people behind amazing creative projects. In this podcast, we'll talk about arts, music, dance, theater, literature, with my talented guests all across Europe. And because it is time for change and recognition, this first season will highlight women creating and making the culture sector of tomorrow. I could sort of imagine my 18-year-old self hearing that I was working there, being really proud, you know. I want to contribute something with the experiences I have here in this place, because maybe to somebody else who's 15 years old now, I can mean the same thing that, uh, that those people who were organizing things at the time meant to me. And I think it opens up such a different view on the world, and I think it's very valuable. What I hope is that I can keep on doing this, like uh, yeah, push people to do something that they're maybe not comfortable with, and also that I, I do it a bit more, like out of the comfort zone, but exactly where you want, where you have to be. This is the first episode of The Audio Guide, and this is a very special one. My first ever guest is my dear friend, Laure de Coq, the curator of the walking exhibition, Allestromt, organized by the nomadic collective Elders. Until the 24th of October, this exhibition is taking over the small town of Kortrijk in Flanders. In six empty shop windows, six international artists present a site-specific installation. A few months ago, Laure and I met for coffee and share our creative projects for this year, 2021. I told her about my first podcast project and she told me about her first curated exhibition. Not only Laure really encouraged me with my project, but she also invited me to take part of hers as she wanted me to help out with the exhibition podcast. At the beginning of the summer, I was invited to her family house where we recorded this episode. We walked around the city, had dinners, sat by the pool and had many interesting conversations. In this episode, we talk about art institutions, music, galleries, podcasts, her first curated show, and the people behind the nomadic collective elders. But we also talk about how to go with the flow, and the importance of coincidence, of your people, of being out of your comfort zone, of taking the time to own up what you really want to do. This is a very special episode, because it is very personal but also because this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. Woman supporting woman. Yeah, I'm Nora. I studied uh, art history in Ghent. I started working in galleries when I graduated, uh, mostly because I thought that I had some experience in the Smack Museum. Uh, as a student, I did guided tours, and together with a group of people, we founded the Smack Young Friends, and we started organizing exhibitions, a one-day event with different artists and performances, and also music, but like this project we're going to talk about. Because the general idea was, I mean, I love art, and a lot of my friends love art, but a lot of my friends have no clue what it's about, and I mean, I thought they would benefit of coming to the Smack Museum. So that's why we invited these musicians 
And during the process of organizing these shows, I noticed that in a museum, there's a big hierarchy. And if you want a broom to clean an exhibition space, you have to ask three people. And I was a bit too impatient. So I decided to work in a gallery because, yeah, if you want to organize a lecture, you just ask your boss and it's yes or it's no, and then you can do it. But this fast way of working has its disadvantages. And even though... I prefer seeing art in museums. At the time, I think working in a gallery was more interesting for me. But at a certain point, I decided I was going to reorient towards a more institutional context. And then I worked at Wheels, which is for me the best art institution in Belgium. Because they're a small team and they're really, I mean, quite efficient in the things they're organized. They're very ambitious and they have a very international audience as well. Their shows travel around the world and they're really innovative. And it was a real pleasure to work there and to be able to be a part of something. I could sort of imagine my 18-year-old self hearing that I was working there, being really proud, you know. And so after working in art galleries, you worked at Wills, like we just said, and then recently, a big shift. Yeah. What decided you to jump into the freelancing life and how is it going so far? I think I have, I had a lot of ideas of things I would want to do. And it was sort of also because things came together like that. And I think if you work for yourself, you can decide a bit more like what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm really a bit in this process of changing my career because I had more of a commercial profile. And then at Wheels, it was really the funding. And I think during all those time and also studying art history, I saw a lot of shows. I visited a lot of uh, studios and I wanted to have this space to be able to be creative and also do some intellectual work. Uh, which commercial work isn't necessarily. I mean, it's a part of it, of course. And also, I think when you're freelancing, you really do have the freedom to put your heart into projects that you really, really like. And it's so important in this field, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think also if you if you work in the cultural field, just in general, if you do a part-time, it often ends up being a full-time. I mean, I'm not going to promote freelancing because it's absolutely not the easiest way to do things. There's a lot of uncertainty and I'm lucky to have a big group of friends and professional contacts. You were talking about the importance of having a social environment, you know, that helps you to jump into this new status, new career path. Yeah. And I have a feeling that your social environment is really important for you right like you're really yeah. good at gathering people yeah yeah it's my fuel for life <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so personal sometimes which makes it really difficult to decide like to set your borders i mean talking about art with somebody that you don't know or or music or any cultural form it's in many ways talking about your personality and it means that you can talk to a complete stranger and you like the same artist and that says a lot about you so it's very easy to make these really real connections mm -hmm. and I also think that you can do so much more with a with a group of people than than just by yourself I love to ping pong 
Mm. I also like to ping pong with you. It's just nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The brainstorming part, I think, is super important. But also the people you're with are making you the person you will become, right? And the project you will work on. Yeah. So talking about very important project, yeah. that's my transition to it. You have some big stuff going on. Elders is the name of the collective you created. Can you talk about this yeah. a little bit for us? A friend of mine who took the initiative is Beatrice. He gathered a group of eight people from Kortrijk, which is my hometown. He had a gallery and I was noticing that a lot of people from Brussels or France or artists I really like were coming to see the, the shows he was doing. And it was sort of very clear that there is Uh, like a fertile soil for doing contemporary art projects in Kortrijk. So that's how the idea started. So we founded the collective with a mix of collectors, but also art professionals. The first things we were doing were really like just talking about what Kortrijk meant for us and how we could see what were the opportunities for contemporary art here without like deciding what was going to be the eventual result of all these talks. For me personally, when I was living here, my childhood and my younger years, I mean, the really formative years of your life I spent here. I mean, I got to see these super niche uh, Los Angeles bands. For me, it was really like the first time I got in contact with contemporary art and that it triggered me and all those experiences were here, like in a small town and a safe environment. I mean, a lot of my friends from here are now also working in some way in the cultural field. So I think it was not only for me, very formative. And I think, yeah, that's that's why I also I want to contribute something with the experiences I have here in this place. Because maybe to somebody else who's 15 years old now, I can mean the same thing that uh, that those people who were organizing things at the time meant to me. And I think it opens up such a different view on the world and I think it's very valuable and I want to reach an audience that is not already doing all of those things and that's also why I think combining it with other forms of art to drag in another another audience that not that's not necessarily asking for it confront them with it that's a really important work to do I mean let's talk about this project so what was the outcome of all those conversations with the collective yeah so i think at a certain point during the talks i said that if we organize ourselves and if we do newsletters we should also do a show and for me personally we all said what we wanted to get out of the project i want to do a show i mean i've been working in different galleries and i've been working in the field i need to do something and it's going to be scary but i need to organize something myself so we decided because you're really good at organizing things right like yeah. you organize dinners and gatherings always right like it's been a thing and then in the galleries you had really important position as well yeah but i did i never i could always hide behind the institution or the or the galleries and i never like put out something myself mm -hmm. and own up to it and it's a scary experience but That's why I like that it's going to be in Kortrijk in a safe environment. It's a project in the city. It's a walk. Allerstroms. We chose this title because we were talking a lot about the changes that were going on. Our meetings were always during, we always had them outside. It was during Corona times. 
it's a year where everything changes and I personally had the feeling that I also changed or I was living my life differently. Everything was happening at a slower pace. You weren't running from one social gathering to another or one meeting to another. I was walking more. I was listening a lot to podcasts. I was looking back at things I loved when I was younger. And we were confronted with a sudden change uh, that made us think of the sentence of Heracletos, uh, which means everything flows. There's all these external factors around us and we are subject to it. But we can also choose how we deal with it. And I think that's a very important question as well of, that we want to ask. Uh, have we changed uh, because of this period that has passed by? Are we still walking and are we still taking the time that we were taking? Of course, now the city is luckily not empty anymore. Terraces are open again. Uh, but do we still look at the small details in the city? Do we still take the time to walk around? Do you think it's really like a new trend on how to experience art, the walking exhibition? I think for for me, it was just the, the concept that worked. And there, it's one of the reasons why we wanted to do a walking tour. It's also because we don't have a fixed place. Uh, we're a nomadic collective, which basically means that we don't have one spot where we're going to organize the show. I don't necessarily think that the, the walking exhibition is a new concept. I think it's like the Biennale and the nature. It has always been a thing. And I think walking as an intellectual exercise is really interesting. And to link it to seeing art, which for me is also very nurturing. So it was a perfect combination. So this need of curating, did you get it before that? Actually, when I was studying, it was really what I wanted to do. But coincidence like made me end up someplace else, and, and, and that's the way it goes. And it took me eight years to finally own up to the fact that this is what I want to do. Because I also think that it sounds really, it sounds a bit arrogant, like a curator. I, I prefer like an exhibition maker um, or an exhibition organizer. I think it should be kind of basic. Of course, you should take people a little bit by the hand, but if the works are good, then the show and the show is good. But I always, always wanted to do this. I just, I just didn't dare to say it. So, okay, but you're curating this show and you're linking all these artists together in this walk and you're bringing the people together. What would you like the visitor to feel when walking through this walking exhibition through Kortrijk? Yeah, I think, first of all, have this experience that I had during lockdown. Like I listened to this podcast of Frank Gehry, but I had the feeling that I was walking in the park with Frank Gehry. Then in the beginning of the walk, you might see things completely different than in the end, because you're also, it's sort of meditative, you're... You're walking and you're focusing on not running into something or somebody. So I hope people will, will experience that a little bit. And for me, it's when I get the best ideas because you, you have a thought in the beginning of your walk, but you're also moving around and arriving to a new place. And I think sort of metaphorically, you can also in your head arrive to a new place at, at the end of the walk. I think seeing a really good exhibition Afterwards, your brain is like, it's ticking and you you think of a lot of other things because it's kind of open. It's not 
like a movie that says exactly what you have to think it's you can add like your ideas to to a work of art as well you can look at it and think of other things and it and i hope like this with combined with walking will create a nice experience the thinking in your brain is that the secret of a good exhibition for you i think good art is the secret of a good exhibition also that that it's not like it doesn't force any ideas on you that like it gives you some notions and then you start linking them together and then afterwards maybe you're going to have an idea about something completely else or maybe you will want to go to rome or you will want to like see this movie or it's like a starting point for something else or you will see some things in your daily life differently but it's just like it's a it should be a a good beginning of a new thought or something i love to see my life as a as a movie you know like uh, you create sort of a or sort of an environment and you can really make it make it yourself you can set a beautiful plate or like you can create an atmosphere and i think music is a really important part of that because it's like it hits you directly in the in the emotions adding the music and the people talking it's a way to sort of shape the experience a bit more i like these uh, exhibitions being linked to music because everybody loves music i think art is a bit more difficult everybody can connect to music very directly and art is a bit more exclusive in in that way so if you add music to it maybe you can reach a, a bigger audience because i think a lot of people can can enjoy art but there's so many ideas about it being too complicated or and and i can understand that and they're probably completely right people that think that but it it can still be a value i think to almost everybody's life so dragging people in through the through the music it's a trick yeah it's a trick <laughs> okay so you obviously surrounded yourself by amazing people amazing artists and you put a lot of of your heart into this project would you say that this project is personal as well ah. Yeah, but everything's personal <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really personal. I mean, it's here. It's where I grew up. It's uh it's super important for me. Yeah, it's my baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you select the artist? Um it went quite naturally. I wanted to have a mix of of different artists, uh different mediums that they use. I think at the same way like the like the music for the podcast they're not all like none of them is is representing something else is an image of something else uh, i think this everything flows and and just the flow and the freedom of it and also the coincidence it sort of translates in in the yeah, abstractness of of the work i know it's sort of basic but i also only wanted to work with people that i like personally because it's the first project and it's kind of scary all the works are going to evolve during the exhibition they're gradually going to change and all of them are actually changing in a different way in a different way they're talking about this general idea of coincidence and also walking in a city 
that the artists, I mean, they are the intellectuals. I'm, I'm, I'm not. They're making the work and they're making the, the universe and I'm giving them some guidance that makes it more digestible for the visitor. And most of them, they, they, they knew the theme of the show and they know what I wanted to, the story I wanted to tell. And then it's up to them to see how they interpret it. I really did not make a selection myself. That's also a bit why I think the curator word is, is a bit difficult. I'm just launching an ID and then the conversation goes on and, and they reply with the work. It's just the beginning of a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Is go with the flow kind of your motto? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually more like, uh, I have this idea of what I want to do and I'm going to make sure to end up or, and, and, and that's how I want to go to it or something like if you don't have an idea where you want to go then it's really hard to end up someplace else or something or maybe when it's when you know where you want to go that you just really go with the flow yeah but then also I mean if it doesn't end up being what I expected in the beginning it's really not a problem mm -hmm. because you're already like you've made a decision and you, you're moving forward to something else and then and whatever happens in between that's uh but i do love coincidences yeah i thrive for them it's uh it's when the best things happen you know and also when you're just walking around without a plan it's and you run into somebody and then you meet somebody else and then it's that's also what i really really miss during during lockdown this sort of dynamic you end up having these conversations because of a complete coincidence. So you're actually provoking these coincidences by this walk exhibition. Mm. Yeah, that's really that's really the idea. Yeah. Okay, let's pause for a moment. Mm -hmm. Let's say we are the day of the opening. I want to know what is your wish for the visitor during this walk. That I hope they take the time to see it. Uh, that's also why I didn't want to include too many different artists because I prefer like a smaller show and you really take the time to get to know the practice. I, I really hope they will take their time also, also to walk. Uh, I hope they'll take the time to see the city. I hope maybe they will run into somebody and pause and, and, and I hope they take something from it, whatever it is. They go have a drink with friends afterwards and that it starts something new. And I especially hope to reach somebody who's like in high school here and who has no clue what contemporary art is and, and that they will like discover it in a way because it's next to their favorite ice cream shop or something like that. Uh, that's what I, I, I really hope that it will trigger this complete world that for me also it artists has opened. What type of sound would you like to hear right now? Ah, the, the water sound from uh, outside. Yeah, there's this sort of dripping of uh, the water over, over the edge and it's very calming. It's really classic, but I really like it. <laughs> Do you have any advice for anyone who wants to start a career in the art or who wants to be a curator? I think this super eagerness, because, yeah, at the end, there's a lot of people who would love to travel around the world to see and learn beautiful things. 
it's a very privileged place also so to have you have to be really eager yeah and and to and to work a lot but at the same time like never forget like why why you were you are doing this and and not something else really enjoy the the interesting life that it creates for yourself the learning experience as well and appreciate appreciate it what can i wish for your nearest future apart from like a huge success with this walking exhibition in cartrake I think that I mean what's really important for me about this show is also that like I'm in an uncomfortable place, but a lot of the people I'm dragging into this project are also doing something new and it's scary, but it's really nice and it's also very personal and important. What I hope is that I can keep on doing this, like uh, yeah, push people to do something that they're maybe not comfortable with, and also that I I do it a bit more. Like out of the comfort zone, but exactly where you want, where you have to be. To end on a good note, <laughs> I'd like to ask you the last and simple question. What are you grateful for today? Yeah, I I think all the people that, that surround me and that, that really support me and push me to do the things that are important for me, that really tell you like if you see you think i i can't do this that they're like ah but no you you can you know and uh, sometimes your friends they they see things in you that you don't see yourself and uh, i'm i'm really grateful for the people i'm, I'm surrounded with i think it's yeah, super important uh, Laure, thank you so much for your time today <laughs> and i'll see you soon i hope Yeah. <laughs> This was the audio guide. I'm Constance, and thank you to my friend and my first guest, Laure de Coq. If you're in Belgium, don't forget to go to the city of Cortrijk to discover the first walking exhibition created by Laure and organized by the nomadic collective Elders. The exhibition will be on view until the 24th of October and I obviously highly recommend you to listen to its podcast, Elders on Spotify and SoundCloud. You can find Elders on Instagram at Elders Collective and subscribe to their newsletter on their website, elderscollective.be, to stay tuned with their upcoming exhibitions. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it to a friend or on social media. You can follow the audio guide on all podcasting platforms and on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you for listening and have a great one.